Hey, what's up everybody and good afternoon and welcome to episode two of my new podcast entitled The Parent Handbook. I'm your host Darius Fields. So, this is going to be my final podcast that I'm going to be doing. Um, I've taken a lot of a different approach towards the different podcasts that I know I want to do and how I want to reach my audiences. So I have actually had someone actually ask me, why do I not do a podcast on, you know, child rearing, basically raising children, you know, I mean, I have had success with helping people understand their children a lot better. I've taught in the actual school system in the Baltimore County school system, and I'm currently working for the city. And at the same time, I also have my certifications, all of them that actually exist. I have, including the fact that I'm also trying to finish school and get my associate's degree in early childhood education. Education and children are my life. You know, plus on top of that, with me being African-American, you know, it makes it even better because it's like, okay, they're getting an approach from a male standpoint that is an African-American male, which is a rarity in the field of education. So I've done the introduction. I hope you guys take a chance to get to listen to it. And this is going to be episode two entitled love your children. So we're going to get started on this journey. First, by understanding one first key thing in order for you to understand the complete and total path in which you're about to embark on. You need to understand that you are a parent. Now, if this is your first child, congratulations. If this is your second child, Congratulations. If this is your third child, congratulations. If this is your fourth child, you crazy. Okay? You crazy. You crazy. You should have stopped at three. You crazy fool. But with that said, children are amazing. And we find that when they're little itty bitty babies, they are precious, precious things that truly light a fire in us. I've seen myself dramatically change when my first child was born. I have two sons and a daughter on the way. And I remember when my son was born, my firstborn son, when he was born, I was elated, man. I never knew such a joy as the joy of holding my son in my arms on the day he was born, on cutting that umbilical cord, on holding him up and telling him, I'm your dad. Knowing that love and that feeling in my heart was something that made me so overjoyed. I, I, I could not feel any love. Even the love of my wife could not even match the love that my son gave me when I held him for the first time. To this day, with my son being five years old, I'm still his number one hero. I'm still that dad that he wants to inspire to be like. And it keeps me happy every day knowing that my son truly does love me. In order for you to completely understand the journey you're embarking on as a parent, you have to have love first. 
First of all, you need to love the person to whom is giving birth to your child. Then you need to love yourself. This new journey you're going on, it's not going to be easy. As a matter of fact, it's going to be full of a bunch of pitfall traps that you may fall under and you may find yourself saying, good Lord, what have I done? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't fret. It gets better. Okay. So this podcast is going to give a very, very in-depth information on exactly how to raise your children. Now, I am not doing this podcast to tell anyone how to raise their kids, but there are people who are parents for the first time who don't know Jack Shapoopy, (laughs) try to keep it clean, about raising children. Trust me when I say... When I became a parent the first time, I wasn't clueless. Why? Because I had done all my homework already before I decided to become a parent. I started reading handbooks. I started reading birthing books. I started even reading books on how to breastfeed and stuff like that. So my wife, when she does go to breastfeed, if she becomes confused, I can help her understand how to do it. I took tutorship of learning in the educational system on how to become closer with children. Children are our future. And it's only through us that these children can reach the next stages of life. It's only through us that these children can actually become more than just lumps of clay that need to be molded with no one to mold them. Becoming dried up in the sun until they shattered into pieces. These children need guidance, and it's our job as adults to guide them. This journey you're going to be embarking on with me is not going to be easy, it's going to be very complicated. And there's going to be times you're going to be wanting to rip your hair out of your head, saying, I don't understand that. But trust me. It's well worth it. So I first want to start talking to all the new parents-to-be. First-time parents. This episode is going to be for you. It's entitled, Love Your Children. I know that's going to be a bit different than the very beginning title I said, but I think I like Love Your Children better. (laughs) To all my new parents, this journey is about to get crazy. If you and your wife are bringing your first child into the world, I suggest you do yourself a favor. Forgo all sex. Forgo all intimacy, period. You guys might not even have time to sit down and talk to each other. But if. You try the steps that I'm giving you. There's a great chance that they can work. And at the same time, you'll feel that you and your child are becoming closer. When babies are first born, the very first scent that they receive is the scent of their mother. So first time moms to be, you are the key to making all of this possible. 
Again, let me say that. First time moms, you are the key to making all this possible. You are the captain of this ship. Your husband is your first mate. And he cannot do his job unless you guide him and tell him when you need him to do his job. That first breath of air, the first time oxygen hits the child's lungs on the day the child is born, the journey starts then. Your job as a parent now starts. And the only way you're going to do this job correctly is if you take a complete look at the overall picture of raising the child and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to raise this child correctly. Ironically, I remember when I first started wanting to teach and become a teacher, I didn't know necessarily if that was the field I wanted to do. I told myself, this is what I want to do, but I'm not sure if I should do it. There was every bit of me that was saying, okay, you're black, you're a male, teaching is not for you. But then I stepped into a classroom, and I remember the first time I was in a classroom. It was at my church, and I taught in the children's ministry of my church. I walked in as just a person to help my mom. I got the cups ready. I got the kids' snack ready, you know, I figured, hey, you know, this stuff is pretty simple. Then one day my mom got sick. She caught a cold. And she was supposed to teach that that Sunday that we were there. The thing is, the other teacher who was supposed to be in there with her was not there. So I had to take over. My mom said to me, you're going to have to teach because I'm not feeling good. I told her, I said, I don't know about this. She told me, you're going to have to try because one of us is going to have to teach. I told her, I said, I don't know if I can do it. So she was going to teach. As I was going over to the counter to start getting the children's snack ready, while she was getting the lesson together, one of the children came over to me and hugged me on my leg and told me, can you read me a book? And I said, sure. So I sat down on the floor and I started reading the child a book. And as I was reading, you know, two other kids came over and then three. And then next thing you know, the whole class came over. And my mother said, you reading that book to them. You know what that is? You're teaching. So I took the stuff and the materials that my mother gave me and I acted out a skit with the kids. I taught them their Bible verse and I truly did enjoy it. When 
we were done. I tested the kids' understanding of the lesson we went over. And they understood it. It made me happy. Because I knew, okay, this is the thing I'm meant to do. And from then on, I've been so enthusiastic about teaching. I've taken leadership roles in life where I have been a boss and I'm teaching new employees. Currently, right now, the job where I work at is the Disney store where I am a supervisor. And there, I'm teaching employees how to do their job effectively. No one said it's going to be easy. No one said that. And if there is anybody who did, they're lying. It's not going to be easy by far. You may find yourself scratching your head, wondering what the hell am I doing? It's not going to be easy at all. So, first time parents, once you hold the child for the first time, you begin to get this sensation, this overwhelming sensation, this understanding that this person is your lifeblood. They are, but I'm here to tell you they're actually more to that. They're not just your lifeblood. This person, this little tiny person that you call child, is more than your lifeblood. This person, this little tiny person, is your beginning and your end of the day. You can go to work, you can make money, but this child is your beginning and your end. It's easy, trust me, when they're born to automatically love them, but... Your true love for your child does not come in when the child is born. It's actually when the child is much older. When they turn five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old and beyond, that is when the true love of your child comes out. That is when whether or not you truly care about your child comes out. New parents, I need you to understand. The job you're taking on is the job of a caretaker. In the very beginning, you're a caretaker. You're taking care of this child. As they get older, now you start to go into a developmental role. Now you're no longer just caretaking for them, but you're now helping them develop. And then when they get older and they start to hit the age of their teenage years, now you're no longer developing them. You're starting the whole portion of pretty much promoting them, okay? Once you promote them to adulthood, now is the release status. You start to release them from their job or you release them from your company. With that in mind, raising children is like a company. I want you to get that into your mind. Let's break it down. Every company has the CEO, 
every company has the managers and assistant managers. Then below them are the supervisors, assistant supervisors, and key holders. Below them are the workers. Okay? You have with those supervisors, assistant supervisors, you know, you have the shift leaders, sales team lead, you name it. Below that are the workers. The workers are the cashiers, stockroom associates, stocking associates, you know, recovery team. Then below that is support. The support are the people who run the distribution center. They're the ones who send the product to the store. They're the ones who sort the product before it gets to the store and have it sent on a truck to the store. You have the support team that comes in and folds up the, the materials on the tables and they reset the store to be available for the people to come in. Now, that same idea is applied to the system and logic of raising children. First time parents, you need to be paying attention right now. You are the CEO of Company Raise My Child. That's the name of your company. Company Raise My Child. That means you and your partner have a plan that you have to work out together, hopefully beforehand, on how to raise this child effectively. There are going to come people your way who are going to say, hey, let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, let me tell you how you need to raise this child. Oh, no, no, no. Back in my day, we didn't used to do that. That's going to spoil that child. Again, you and your partner need to work out systematically how you're going to raise the child. Okay? The child is your responsibility and solely your responsibility. No one else can tell you how to raise that child. You may consult handbooks. You may consult podcasts. You may consult supportive material to help you do your job the right way. But again, if there's anything that tries to go above your means of raising your child, if you accept it, that's on you. But raising the child is solely your responsibility. It's all fun and games, holding that child in your hands and saying, rock baby on the treetop, which I hate that lullaby. No one notices that the child falls to the ground and dies. I don't know why people don't pay attention to that. It's all fun and games. But then the fun and games stop. Giving me a snack. Sorry. My palate is very dry. (laughs) Again, it's all fun and games until that bow breaks and the cradle falls. Then it's what do I do? It's all fun and games when you hold that child in your hands and you say, I love you. And then that child starts to get older.
You need to implement your plan on raising your child. And the plan that you have on raising your child needs to be your plan and your plan alone. If you want to include others in your plan on raising your child, you need to discuss it with them first and let them know. Bottom line is, this is how I want my child raised. And this is how my child is going to get raised. You don't let anyone else tell you that that plan is going to go different. So let's start discussing each role within the family. Now I'm breaking it down this way literally for the new parents because I know that raising a child can be kind of confusing and a lot of times new parents soon as they embark on that journey of raising the child, all of a sudden it's like, I'm culture shook. What do I do? Oh no, I've never done this. They start to be panic and stuff like that. No, it's actually kind of simple. A lot of people don't realize exactly how easy it is to actually raise a child. I don't understand why people make it so complicated, but hey, everybody had their own way of doing, doing things. More power to you on your own way of doing this. Because trust me, it can be confusing at first, but you'll find that when you try it and you get a little help from the right people, it actually is kind of rewarding. Well, at least it is for me. I find it very rewarding. Okay. Give me a moment. Trying to situate something real quick.
There we go. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I had to get me out a little snack and I had to get some water. So, back to what I was saying. This journey of raising your children is not going to be, you know, a walk in the park. It's going to be very complicated. So, we've already established that you need to love your children all the time, period. Okay? And as long as you continue to love them, this journey is going to be kind of simple. We establish that when children are born, the first scent they get is the scent of the mother. Fathers, do not feel slighted that your child may look at you like they don't know you. But they do recognize you. Understand that. They do. They recognize you. It's just the first thing they want is substance, which mommy can give. And they want mommy's skin. So they can feel like they're back in the womb. So fathers, this is not a slide against us. No, our kids don't like us. They love us. The thing is just within the first 24 hours of the child being born, they need substance and they need skin-to-skin contact with mommy. Okay? Pay attention to what you're doing and what you're saying around the child. The very first two years of the child's life are critical. Okay? And I know every... Excuse me. I know everyone says the first five years are. No. I disagree with that. I was always taught the first two years are important. The first two years are important because those are the developmental stages of the child's life. It's when they started as a blank slate and you're starting to paint that picture of what the child's life is going to be like from... Now on, that includes from being an adult, well, from being an adolescent to a teenager to an adult, okay? Adolescent, teenager, young adult, then adult. So it's important that you're shaping the child's understanding of who they are meant to be. Understand that this child and these children need you. They need you the exact same way that you need their love to keep you happy. They need you more, as a matter of fact. I want there to be a complete understanding that children are very delicate, okay? You definitely have to watch what you're doing because during that first year of the child's development, they're recording down everything you say and do. If you and your spouse argue a lot, there's a great chance that that child is going to grow up in turmoil. If you and your spouse love each other a lot, there's a great chance that that child is going to learn to love someone else as well when they get older. What you do does matter. When your child is born, from then on, you need to be careful what you're doing around them. Just because they are a little infant does not mean they're not paying attention to what you're saying. There are people who have said that their children's first words were curse words. 
That's ridiculous. So you have to be on your guard and be aware of what you're saying around the child. Because it does matter. In episode two, I'm going to start to give you guys more of an in-depth thing you should do on day one of the child's birth. I'm actually going to start numbering them. This episode is to give you guys more of a 100% background of what we're going to be going through and to give young adults an understanding that this is life, a new life you've brought into this world, and it's your job to nurture it. It's like a plant. It's going to need water, sunlight, and care. Children are exactly the same. So thank you for being on my show today, and look out for episode three, when I'm going to be starting day one of this journey on raising your child the right way.